The gall of this shambling mound of ossified failure. Not content enough with his own piteous existence, he brings another corporeal undead into this plane. And in defiance of Lady Rushlight, this cannot remain unanswered. This will not remain unanswered. Hey everybody, it's time to roll for intent. I'm your GM, Trevor, and again, I'm recording from a hotel. Where are you at now, Tech Daddy? I am in Charlotte, North Carolina, where I am here for work, and I'm also hoping to maybe move here, so I... Uh, drug Sarah the intro lady with me this week and she's been looking at houses and stuff because I really hope to move here that's nice cool it's a nice place would be pretty cool so I like the climate here it's really freaking nice like it was even it it was almost 100 degrees today and everybody in the office that I'm at is bitching about how hot it is and shit and like I don't want to gatekeep heat but I gotta gatekeep heat when it's been like 108 degrees at home and I'm walking around outside and it's almost 100 here and it's just glorious. The temperatures. It's wonderful. I can feel the sweat actually evaporate off my brow. It's just great. You guys don't know shit about heat. I'll show you heat. Yeah, I, I'd just be happy living somewhere where it doesn't get above, you know, mid-70s ever. That'd be amazing. I would love to live somewhere that always was 72 or lower. Even if the lower was down to like negative 30, I can always layer up, y'all. I can't take off skin. Well, I mean, I can, but, you know, that's not going to help. <laughs> not that attitude. Yeah, right. Mm, walking around making pots of gumbo in February. Just just not cool. I'm just done with Houston. Jesus. Y'all. Yep. Yank off your underwear and wring them out into the pot. It's a new flavor every day. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Jesus. Oh, my God. Lots of spicy See, meatballs. That, re- that reminds <laughs> me. I had, I had a great... I picked up Marley from school today, and she goes... Why do farts smell? <laughs> it's like, well, just based on your body and what you eat. And she's like, you eat really bad things. And I was like, why? Because you smell bad. And I was like, I just went to the gym, you little bitch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Don't lie to her. Like, it's it's probably... the freaking pasta and hot dogs you cook on the stovetop without any pans. Probably. But you were talking like, I was like, do I really smell like, she goes, you smell like bad soup. That's what she said when you said soup and it made me think of it. And I was like, what the fuck? You smell like the outside of a McDonald's. Has anybody told you that? Kids are the fucking worst. Right? They are the worst. I'm like, okay, I just picked your ass up from school. You could have fucking walked. I picked you up. I'm taking you to the park. She's like, you smell like bad soup. I was like, I hate you. you What does that even mean to her? Like, what bad soup has she had? (laughs) Raymond's bad soup, apparently. I mean, I eat broccoli cheddar soup. It's great soup. Don't lie to us. You only eat things starting in the middle, and that doesn't work with soup. True. True. Soup in a circle. Well, no, that's not true, because I do start on the outside of the soup. Make my way in. I think everybody eats soup that way. Make up my way through soup. (laughs) (laughs) That's so stupid. I didn't know that would fucking kill forever, but it did. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I eat my soup with a straw straight from the middle you're a fucking sick freak 
our mother, me and Jake's mother is actually at my house watching my kids right now. And my son and her made soup today. And so I was like, oh, I remember he wanted to make soup, but I didn't want to make soup because it's too fucking hot for soup. <laughs> I can always eat soup. Oh, that reminds me. Serious question. Top ramen or cup of noodles, whatever. Fork or spoon? Well, the fuck? Also, I have two things to say about this. I drink it. I don't so, use either. So, so prepare you. yourself. Oh boy, Raymond, you're on so, fucking first, ice, buddy. Firstly, I know. Well, first of all, for okay, I we have to backtrack, and I have to right some wrongs, um, because I made we all shit talked Cami for eating raw pasta, but occasionally, I remember I was there. Yes, but occasionally I will take a bag of top ramen and smash all the noodles with a meat hammer, and just eat that raw. Why? I'll do that occasionally. Hammer? Yeah. Oh. Make it like a bowl and then sprinkle the thing, sprinkle the sauce packet yeah. over it and then eat it like it's like crunchy chips. I will do that. Billiam really is closer to real life than anything else, isn't he? <laughs> so that's just one. fucking wild. It's and two, to answer your wild. question, Christian, I, ha- I, I, I make the top ramen, but then I drain all the water out and just eat it dry. Not what? dry, like it's still wet noodles, but I, I, I boil <sighs> it until it's soft, and then I drain all the water, and then Fucking I just mix the. Hurt you. I mix the package in to Fucking the to the dry you. wet noodles, and I just eat it like that. I don't, I don't eat any broth. You are such a damaged individual. You know that. <laughs> it's the best. That's the best way to have it. <sighs> But yeah, that's okay. how I eat fucking top ramen, and you can all eat my ass because that's best way to uh, eat it. I mean, honestly, no one is eating your ass after you after I have heard right, exactly. your dietary habits. Sure, I'm never putting like a tongue that near that ass. Yeah, no, no. Uh, only <laughs> the people who love you the most will ever get near that thing, and I'm not one of them. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, dog. That's okay. Are we sure that people that love him the most are going to get near that thing? Cammy, call True. him. There, Cammy. Where is she? <laughs> she, no comment. She has no comment. Yeah, whatever she does, she does. You just don't want us to hear it. Oh, she does. I'll I'll say it. I'll say it loud and proud. Yeah, that's how you top ramen. Others, how does the others eat it? <laughs> I I use a fork because I'm actually really sensitive to salt. Like too much salt, I can't handle it. And usually the sauce packets and whatever those things are, they are so salty. So I eat out the noodles the and you know whatever those pretend carrots and peas and the little things that are supposed to be meat in the shape of a chicken or a shrimp or whatever. If you're doing a cup of noodles, if you're top ramen, they don't have those. But yeah, then I just pour out the liquid when i'm done so i kind of just skip the step of pre-pouring out the liquid i just eat everything out of it and then oh, dump yeah. the liquid and then dump it out yeah yeah I, I do the same thing yeah see if it's cup noodle i'll just freaking drink it like if it's an actual so, cup i won't even use a fucking spoon I, or a fork i'll just I am chug with it christian on this where it like most soups anything with a liquid in it um I, i'm i'm a fucking weirdo i i also eat it with a fork i i fully acknowledge that i'm, I'm in the wrong here how? Uh, but that How? is the way. Uh, I mean, especially for ramen, I feel like it's easier to like get more yeah, noodle. Like, I, I'm not I, in I, it for I, the broth. I agree 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not in it for the broth, and I'm not one of those people that drinks it afterwards. I am also with Christian. That hurts my stomach, and it is too yeah, much. It's it. entirely too much. I, I dump it. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I mean, if there's something else you use it for, uh, fuck you. I'm too lazy. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm with you there, Christian. We're we're, we're together in, in eating things that shouldn't be eaten with forks. With forks, like oatmeal, I eat an oatmeal. <laughs> I eat oatmeal with a fork because I'm a Ugh, Neanderthal. Oatmeal, 
Oatmeal is disgusting. Wait, what? You what? Your fucking mouth. Oatmeal's the best. I get it with like noodles because you can like like get the the uh, the noodles between like all the prongs of the fork. Why the fuck would you need oatmeal? I don't oatmeal know. Oatmeal is oh. just warm cottage cheese. Ew, no, no, it is not. That is not at all. That's not accurate. Have you ever had cold cottage cheese? Listen, as somebody who just like recently found out I'm lactose intolerant, you shut the fuck up about dairy. All right, like uh, that is not oatmeal what is cottage disgusting. cheese tastes. Oh. Oatmeal is wonderful. Actually, most of my love, breakfasts are oatmeal. I love. I'd rather oatmeal. eat cream of wheat, and I don't even like cream of wheat, but I'd rather eat cream of wheat than I eat oatmeal. Uh, you know I what? love oatmeal, Micah. I, I'm going to get back into eating oatmeal. I used to eat oatmeal for breakfast every freaking day, and I love oatmeal yeah. so much. You're the ambassador <laughs> of quick and clean shits. You know how could you not be eating <laughs> right, I fucking love, oatmeal every morning? I love oatmeal. It's also just delicious. Like I'm sorry, but the rest of you are wrong. Like I love oatmeal, a little bit of butter and brown sugar. I don't care if it's no longer healthy. It's good. Fuck you. I mean, I love like that plain shit. oatmeal with a little bit of salt in it, actually. You know, I can't do it plain. It's, it's a little shit. much for me plain. But to answer your question, how do I eat it with a fork? If you have eaten uh, 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 oatmeal, and this is also a preference thing, I like mine a little bit more dry. I don't like as much yep, water same. in it. So I cook yep. it a little bit longer. So mine comes out the same consistency as like drywall spackle. So it doesn't go through. Yep. <laughs> it doesn't go through the, the, the fork. Fully oh, proven. Fully oh. proven. This all sounds so, disgusting. So I actually like mine the same way. <laughs> you guys are monsters. Like, nice See, this so, so here's the thing is that I dry it out more or less is that I let it start to get dry. I pour it and then I put butter on top. I like my oatmeal like I like my wife. Thick. I can't even look. I'm not even watching. <laughs> I, uh, I was gonna say, in. don't lie, Hot and runny. Oh, gross! Oh. <laughs> that's nasty. <laughs> Raymond, have you done anything morally reprehensible other than smelling like bad soup? Yeah, why, why do you no. why do you smell like a KFC? We haven't been able to we haven't been able to leave the house because of this 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 insane storm that ran ransacked our entire entire village here. Did you get hit with like a hurricane the, or something? The tiny village of San Diego. Yeah, um little town you might have I live, heard of it. Yeah, I live um in a, in like an hour north of San Diego and it hit San Diego apparently and I heard it was bad in San Diego, but they were telling us like hey, make sure that you all have your wills written because you, this storm is going to end everyone's life. And then it rained for about 8 hours and I went and got sushi in the rain and I told Christian literally thousands of leaves were blown off of trees guys thousands, <laughs> thousands. and literally and tens, coming back <laughs> tens of those leaves landed in my yard literally tens of them i'm so sorry so i had to rebuild i really you know it's it's been it's been tough and then um it's been 85 and sunny since <laughs> yeah it was so, it, yeah so there was a tropical storm or herald was Hillary. apparently no no different one. Oh, oh okay, okay okay yeah so uh, other hemisphere or the other you know tropical storm herald was like oh it's gonna hit texas yay and everybody's excited in houston because it has not rained for almost two months and it missed us and everybody's sad that oh. we got missed by the tropical storm because we are in extreme drought conditions in houston and the surrounding areas there's Oof. a red flag warning, which never happens in Houston. Wait, how can you have Hillary and Harold? I thought because the naming convention. Oh, it's by ocean oceans. too. There's so nope. many rules to naming hurricanes. Just give the uh, job to Death Clock. I'm waiting for Hurricane Bubba. 
Anyone else excited I'm for Hurricane tired of hurricanes Bubba? having all these fucking old people ass names. Hurricane Opal, who yeah, gives right? a shit? Hurricane Opal, Jake was twenty plus years ago, and they retired it because it killed people. Is that how you get put? Like it's a jersey. Yes, exactly. That's exactly this what it is. Going I, I the wall of fame. Where's the leaderboard? Of this Where's one? the leaderboard? <laughs> Where's the scoreboard for these names? <laughs> That's exactly what it is. If a hurricane causes a fatality, they take it out of the list. That's so fucked up. So like, okay, you're gonna run uh, out of names eventually. Yeah. Right? So there's always one idiot who just dies somehow in some comic cartoon ass way in a storm. <laughs> i'm just saying man i'm tired i'm t- I like i yeah like let's say there's some guy out there stealing cable from his neighbor or something and electrocutes himself during the storm are we really blaming the storm on that or yeah, at the same right? time though i think it would be funnier that if instead of giving um like old white lady names to hurricanes we gave just like really plain white dude names to hurricanes i think that'd be really fun it's like hurricane hurricane Larry. Larry. between male and female hurricane larry and then, like, Hurricane, I don't know, Larissa. <laughs> no, well, they have to go to the next letter. Mary. Uh, like, just start with Adam. No, and no, not, not fucking Mary. Nobody named Mary is, like, under 45. Isn't Todd's wife named Mary? It's That's exactly the point. what I was about to say. Is she under 45? <laughs> Todd doesn't exist anymore. Say, is she I'm, under I'm 45? Sure. I think he just had a baby. She's right on the bubble. He did, yeah. Uh, Todd just had a baby. I'm just trying to think of like awful Zoomer names like Hurricane Aiden and like Kelsey with an I. Oh my God. I would kill myself before that hurricane (laughs) came. (laughs) Hurricane Dangerous. We just need to keep naming them Hurricane Karen until that one kills a bunch of people. I'm sure Karen has. I haven't seen a Hurricane Karen in forever. There's a reason. There's blood on her hands. I don't know. There's obviously a leaderboard somewhere. That's what I'm saying. I need to find it. I'm sure <laughs> Hurricane scoreboard. Yeah, uh, exactly. Hurricane Karen. Most recent one was in 2001. Nice. What do you mean most wow. recent one? I thought did, did they reuse them? Yes, that's what I'm saying. If they, they, don't, if, if they don't kill names. anyone, is yeah, there a list? Yes, there's a list. Like of the ones they can choose from. Yes. What the fuck? You can okay. go and see next year's. You can see the names of every hot new hurricane oh, coming next year. God, coming I can't to wait to start like you. an illegal gambling ring on the naming of hurricanes. <laughs> I'm sure there's the, somebody that. So you're sure under a Gladys taking a life next year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. I think we need to play a game. Hey there, podcast listeners. It's your GM, Trevor, here. It's been a bit since I did one of these, but I figured with 2023 coming to a close, it's probably time. Whether you've been here since day one, you binged our whole collection in a week, or if this is your first time you've downloaded an episode, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now, it's been a while since I've asked y'all for anything, but it being Christmas and all, we do have one thing you could do for us that would mean the world. Take two minutes and jump into your podcast app of choice and leave us a review. Stars are fine. Words are amazing. That is the number one way for us to reach more people. If only 5% of you dropped a review on iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever, we would reach so many more people. If you haven't done so yet, drop on by the Discord, wolferintent.com slash Discord. Now, let's get back to the show.
Last week... Fuck, I don't remember what we did last week. I think we raised Boss Scrog from the dead. Sure did. We introduced a new NPC. A knight... Uh, a, a, a champion of some sort. Uh, named uh, Lucas Kastner. That one was submitted by our lovely patron, Bastard King. Who I uh, actually met last week. Along with Charles King from the Discord uh, in Dallas. Anyway... Y'all met this new champion that had been sent to Otari to protect Vandy Banderdash. But he also seems to have some sort of secret. Because at the end of the episode, you saw that he had went outside and was speaking to some sort of hooded, cloaked figure. I think this was all happening concurrently to you raising Boss Scrog from the dead. Did y'all head back to town after that? Or did you continue on to the gauntlet? Or did this just happen... Covergently, uh, I thought we did that in the gauntlet, like in the library section. Oh, that's right. You did. You brought him yes. in the library. So you are in the gauntlet and it's after dark. Right? Right? Is that how we did that? Yeah, it took, it took four hours for us to uh, to create him, right? Right, yeah. So you would have had or to eight, chill and, and... Right? Yeah, okay. eight hours. So you would have had to chill in the gauntlet overnight um, in a room that you cleared out. So let's talk about that since it's going to have to happen. Where are you planning on doing that? I thought we settled in the uh, wood golem room. That is also correct. I'm remembering all of this now. So this would all culminate in you having to stay overnight in the gauntlet or travel through the fog fan in the dark. So I prefer to just stay overnight here. Right. So yeah. where are you going to overnight? Are you going to overnight in the wood golem room? Might as well. We'll have a, a sure. big beefy yeah. spider dry, dryer thing to... Yeah. What do we call gotta, this horrible thing we made, by the way? This Drider Mifflet thing. Driplet? We we call it Boss <laughs> Driplets. He's got so much drip. No. I like sorry. that. I'm sorry. Boss Grog the Driplet. So, you make it through the night. Um, You do. Uh, whoever's standing watch. Are, are we going to have watches at all? Or are you just going to just all sleep it off and, and hope I think Malleus and Tacitus can just rotate watch by ourselves because we only need four hours of sleep. No, he yep. still needs Sounds a good. full eight. He's only a half elf. He's not a full. Can I take time to get rid of some of this uh, some of this shit yep, that I still have? You can have? the blood transfusion. That should bring you down to zero. zero. Yeah. If you succeed on the check. Yeah, that should get rid of it. Wait, we can do that here? Yeah, because I remember I remember I drained my kids of their blood and brought the bags with me. Christ. Oh my God. <laughs> so do we also just have a, tra- a blood evil. transfusion machine? Is there more more here? No, yes, yeah, I made one. I made a check as, last I made a check right, last time. Right, I remember. Right. He's he's got yeah. like a weird little pneumatic pump bane style. And, and I, I'm gonna have a bunch pump. of extra blood too, because Bill didn't know how much blood we needed. He's just got a bucket, I just imagine the tubes bucket. go into my tummy mouth and it like sucks on the blood out and blows it back into the other tubes. Fucking gross, man. I love it. It's super hygienic. Oh, God. Little did you nasty. know that um, the acrid saliva of Asmordrin's tummy mouth is actually a sterilizer. Well, I don't want to think about That's that. not science. Don't don't look into it. Yeah. I'm looking a- it up. Any, any, anyways, anyways uh, I'm going to argue that uh, uh, Malleus and Tacitus can take watch together because... Uh, Malleus can take the first watch, and Tacitus is really old, so he's up at like three in the morning, anyways. Yeah, you got to go take a piss. Yeah, it takes him so long to stand up from a laying down position that he's just—it's like a workout for the day for him to get up and go take a piss. 
So yeah. Yeah, by the time he's upright, he's already wet himself, so he just lays back down. <laughs> I'll try again tomorrow. So are you going to do anything during this downtime? Are you going to, you know... I guess we're going to do the uh, the blood transfusion, so um, let's get a, a check for that. Are we going to do... I'm going to let you do a crafting check if you want, because that's what I let you do last time, I believe. Yeah. That's him. You got um, it, Tech Daddy. Just reiterate, we said we're in the wood golem room, the uh, library yes. thing. Cool. Sorry. That is a 10 on the die for a 25. That's just enough. Good job. Yay. Still no hurt no more. I think while we're down here, while you're doing that, before everybody gets, you know, bedded down and we make camp. I've been playing a lot of Baldur's Gate 3, so I imagine it's just like end of day. Like there's just like a bunch of little candles and shit everywhere. Just setting up camp inside of this room. And I like to imagine that Malleus is like doing his best to like start to repair the study, like make this somewhat manageable. I'd also like to imagine that if he sees any kind of books that tickle his fancy or something that he might be interested in, if he would read them throughout the night. Mm, fancy tickles. Um, Gross. I, I would say uh, that you find a copy of Disciple of the Bone. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, Calcium and you, an instructional pamphlet. That's what you find, and uh, they seem to really speak to you. All right. I get lost in the pages. You get lost in the pages. You are looking for calcium the rest of your days to stave off the effects of your latent bonitis. My only regret. My only regret. (laughs) 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 Bonitis. Uh, Okay, so the morning comes, and also it becomes daylight. But you don't know that because you're deep underground. You got to use those complicated water clocks that we talked about once and never spoke of again. Yeah, we definitely have but, those. Totally, 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 totally. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, it's called Tacitus's bladder. I was about to say that's like one of Tacitus's. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, like clockwork implements. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a water skin of a finite volume. Every three hours on the hour. When he starts wandering around all confused and disoriented, we're like, oh, the sun's gone down. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a morning, or at least as morning as you can figure. What y'all gonna do? Read. Is there, is there anything else we need to do or want to do before we try this um, this tome token thing again? Oh, yeah, no, it's time. It's definitely time. It's definitely time. We're level six. We're ready to go. Let's fucking do it. All right. Boss boss Krog, it's nice to see you again. You're you're looking fantastic. Having giant spider bodies. I've met you the one time. I've never met you before, actually. I've heard a lot about you. (laughs) Don't shit talk me. I feel like shit. But it's better than you. You look worse than that. I. I, I've got all these extra legs, and I don't know what to do with them. He's still learning how to use his body. Give him time. Time? Why you punish me? Sorry, you kids just don't know Hootie and the Blowfish. It's okay. Boss Scrog knows Hootie. <laughs> Boss Scrog would I, like Hootie and the Blowfish. He would. He would, because he's a cool guy, like me. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine the next time we're like walking into the little library, it's just wagon wheels playing in the background for some reason. He's moved on to just Darius Rucker's other just Darius Rucker by Darius himself. works. 
Well, I, I don't think I'm good enough for doing fights and things. What is it that you want me to do in my my day-to-day? I, I owe you this debt of unlife. As I previously stated, your goals for now are simple. I need you to keep this room clean. Per I my plan. last email... <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. If you, as if you would recall, uh, <laughs> we are still working on moving our way lower into the gauntlet. It is like I said: avoid the grave night, avoid visages of Belcora, and do not try to fight unless you need to defend yourself. However, I feel the need to reiterate: do not feel fear unnecessarily. Your new body is strong. I would still suggest you run if you come into trouble. I would actually argue he'd probably just avoid everyone because uh, with the exception of us right here, I think anything that sees you is going to try to kill you. So just just avoid everyone. Stick maybe Agriel. I think she'll be fine. Oh, so yeah. just so that we're does. clear... Agriel likes to she... eat undead things. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say that. Right. Doesn't she eat the undead? <laughs> well, there's plenty of dead undead she can eat. It'll be a while before she gets hungry enough. And to be completely honest, I think Boss Scrog can handle himself with her. Yeah, she probably uh, doesn't want to eat something that'll uh, fight back. Uh, all right, Miriam. <laughs> we got to get odds on this. I, <laughs> I have 10 gold on Agriel. <laughs> No way! I have ten gold on Boss Grog. No, no, 15. yeah, I'll, I'll, I got ten on Boss Grog. Boss Grog, go get her. You guys wait right here. This is gonna be fun. Bum just, fights, Gauntlet Edition, right? I'm just making the undead fight each other. It's horrifying. All right. Um. Yeah. So basically, I just want him to start to clean up the library area. And uh, I do eventually need to start outfitting him, and I do eventually need to raise more mitflits, make them into other horrifying things. Excellent. All right, so are we going to go ahead and head down? I think it's ritual time, baby. Let's do it. I think so. Down, down, down to the undertown. Alrighty. You guys head back down. I remember last time you had came down here, you noticed that there were some flicker wisps in the room as you neared it. You saw the telltale glow, though you can't really see these things since they are invisible, but you can see the effects that they have on the world around them. And that ominous feeling of dread increases the closer you get to the altar. Who's got what as far as these icons? I think I have uh, Otari's Thieves Tools. Okay. Who's got the brooch? I, I believe I have the brooch. Yeah, I don't think I have anything. Look at that honest. brooch. Who's got the winnow? I think Tacitus also has the winnow. I think Tacitus also has Thresholds of Truth. Yeah, yes, Tacitus is carrying right. most everything. Yeah. 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 The artifact collector Tacitus. I would imagine Chief that they're like in your bag Tacitus. With, with all your sack of Exoterica and you have the winnows kind of slung across your back. Sure, sure. And as you get closer to it, on what order are you guys walking in? In I just feel like it would uh, make sense for Billiam or I to take the front and rear. Yeah, because I'm not carrying anything. I feel like I'd be in the back. Be like, you guys go drop that shit. I'll watch. I'll watch your six. 
Malleus, Tacitus, uh, Asmordrin, Billiam. Asmordrin and Billiam notice that the winnow slung across the back of Tacitus has a strange glow to it. Like a like a dull blue. Guys, it's doing a thing. You almost can't make it out. And the closer you get, the intensity of the glow increases. You start to hear um, humming coming from each of you that has an artifact. The area where the artifacts are, they begin to hum and resonate with the thrumming that you already hear in this chamber. Hmm. What do you do? Uh, how does this one just throw them down? I guess just throw them in there. Shut her down. You just want to throw them on the on the dais. I I guess yeah. Just gonna take them off my person one at a time and uh, put them on the dais. On the dais. On the dais. As you come in here, that the humming, you know, like the thrumming sound of power that you always get out of this room when you're in it, seems to be in tune with the thrumming that's coming from these artifacts. And it's increasing right. in intensity. Back in the home of one billion thwomp, Yvette, whose name I really just struggled to remember there, <laughs> is sitting in their living room, and there is a shaking, clattering happening on an upper shelf of their bookcase. And this large book is shimmying its way to the edge. She kind of stands there in disbelief and watches as it moves inch by inch out of its spot on the shelf and then falls onto the floor, onto the spine of the book. And the pages open. And they begin to riffle through the pages. And it lands on one page that depicts a deep well with a shimmering sheen over the top of it. And she begins to hear a thrumming sound in your home. Uh-oh. No oh, shit. William, your wife! She's gonna die. As you place these down, the thrumming stops suddenly. You can hear a pin drop. The wisps that were above your head have retreated to the ceiling and seem to shy away from the glow that is now as bright as a torch emanating from each of these icons in the center of the room surrounding the dais with the seven indentations. That's fucking ominous. You hear screaming far off. A voice that you recognize is getting closer. Kind of a deeper, raspy yell. Uh, no, what are you doing? I can't go. I, what's happening? And you see coming through the broken opening in the passageway behind you, the ghost of Otari flying into this room, seemingly against his will, towards the center of the room. He looks at each of you with terror in his eyes as he's suspended 15 feet above the floor in the center, above the stone with the seven indentations of the fingers of Nimbaloth. His screams go silent, but his face is still contorted in in what looks to be pain. He looks as if he is still screaming. You hear the sound of breaking glass. Not just... Not just like a cup falling, 
but like a plate glass window, impossibly large, shattering, deafening you. You swear you could hear a pressure difference as it breaks and your ears pop as air seems to rush into the void, deeper into the vaults, as the barrier goes down. You turn to look. It's like the pieces of, of, of blue energy that were covering the door have shattered into shards of glass. Explains the breaking sound. But those shards of glass begin to move towards you. And those shards of glass no longer look like shards of glass. You think you see faces in them as they contort and reform themselves. Thousands of faces. Men, women, children. Every ancestry that you know of on Galarian. And the silence is broken by a cacophony of screams and moans. Piteous cries of these. Billiam Give me a perception check. In fact, everybody give me a perception check. I called it earlier. Oh, thank fucking God. 18 for a 29. Even without my tower. Did you want a fucking damn billion piece of shit? 13 for a well, 21. I, I told them I lost my tower. I know, I heard that. Yeah, and, and I was like, my 17s are going to lack in the first one, 17. <laughs> so total is 27. 10 on the die for an 18 for Asmodrin. Malleus? Oh, I got a 21. Billiam, you're the first to notice something. You see a very large shard turn into a hulking man as you see the face of Clort Hengus in the sea of souls rushing towards the center of the room. Asmodrin, you see... A small rat-like creature (gasps) with white fur. You bastard. As you see a shard of Yosef's soul streaming again to the center of the room. These shards making a cloud of swirling souls 30, 40 feet across in the center of this room like a ball of roiling, pained spirit energy. The screaming and the moaning has reached a fever pitch accompanied by the whooshing of a, of a gale force wind above your heads, licking at your hair, pulling at your cloaks. Your mouth is getting impossible. Your tummy mouth is getting impossibly dry as Mordrum. It's just gapes open. Oh, that, that's tongue lolling in amazement. Tacitus, you look up. You are not. You are not distracted by what's coming at you, but you are gazing in abject terror at what's unfolding at the top of the room. As the four-pointed star that was once there has given way to a field of stars. As far as you can see, constellations you've never dreamed of. And in the distance you see one shape looming and it's getting closer with more intensity over the period of about 15 seconds you see a planet loom into view with a clap of thunder the roiling ball of souls coalesces into a single point 
and it sucked into the star field towards this planet, meandering in the space between the stars. Otari still hovers above. You can begin to hear his voice again, but there's no longer screaming. It's a whimper. It's a cry. Why are you doing this to me? I never did nothing to you. I've been dead here for so long. Why you gotta do this to me? You hear a voice clear as crystal, but rough as gravel, like daggers into your ears. A woman's voice, a voice none of you have heard before. But Otari seems to recognize it. Otari's afraid. You can see it in his voice as these, these words come. So, the barrier is broken. You do know that barriers keep things in as well as out, yes? It's time my slumber has come to an end, don't you think? And rising... From the stone in the center, slowly, you see the crown of a woman's head. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And she comes into view. She's incorporeal, but you can definitely see her color, the, 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 the tone of her skin, her hair, the emerald gown she is wearing, glittering with fell light despite its translucence. This woman comes into full view. You recognize the face from the painting on the first floor of the gauntlet. You recognize the shape of the blood that killed Clort and his men. Oh. The Lady of the Light, risen in fell splendor, reaches up and with a phantasmal hand grabs the soul of Otari and pulls it into an embrace. Now, for you, your soul, forever mine shall be. And she begins to sink down again into the stone. I'll be waiting for you. Or maybe you'll be waiting for me. (laughs) She says as the last few inches of her head dip beneath the stone and the room falls silent. The barrier is down. You can make your way deeper into the gauntlet. But Belcora knows you're coming. She knows you're there. And more importantly, whatever impediments the barrier placed on her are also no longer there. What do you do? Shit. Well, you don't see that every day. Yeah. Well, that just happened. <laughs> some Cirque du Soleil bullshit, y'all. Jesus, yeah. Huh. Uh, well, shit. Like, we, we go down, right? Yeah, well, right. Yeah. Well, uh, we for, just... first off, what, what happened to all of those, uh, like, the glass shards with uh, people's faces on them? Like, oh, a, where, 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 where's Joseph? Into a ball of, of, of energy, essentially. Okay. Okay. And Tacitus saw it shoot up into this alien star field that he'd never seen before. Got it. You're right, right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Sorry. Hell yeah. But the room is as it was before. The star field is gone, but there is something a little bit different. The room once depicted painted murals of a graves of a graveyard. 
with souls rising up to the four-pointed star at the apex. The four-pointed star has been replaced by a planet. Oh. Looming over a solid third of the ceiling. And the souls are no longer there rising from the graves, but each gravesite has been marred with the mark of the seven-pointed talon of Nimbaloth herself. The feeling of malevolence in this room has increased substantially. I need everybody to give me a will save. 24. 13. Yeah, 13 for a 24. 12 for a 22. 12 for a 20. What was that, Malice? What'd you get? 24 total. Okay. All of you are frightened, too, until you leave this room. Sick. If you stay in this room for more than three rounds, you also become sickened one. So you begin to feel intense nausea as well, along with this fear. Panic. Your body is rebelling against you simply being in this room. Okay. uh, Tacitus is about to run out of the room, but first off, uh, do I recognize the planet up above? Give me a... Give me a lore. Give me that. Give me that esoteric. If anybody would recognize it, it'd probably be you. Malice, yeah. you probably have a good chance of recognizing it as well. If you gave me an occultism or an arcana or a religion, I would give you it on any one of those. Okay. This is with a minus two, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, 13 for a 25. You have no idea. Really? Okay. All right. Well, I got to. Then uh, Tacitus is going to run out of the room. I got a 16 for a 27. On what? What was the skill you used? Uh, Occultism. You recognize this place, at least what is the stories that are told of it, as Voidbracken, the domain of Nimbaloth, the planet that she is an outer god, traverses the universe with. You feel that this symbolizes Voidbracken become uh, uh, moving closer to Galarian and Nimbaloth's influence becoming stronger in this place. Perhaps attracted by the feast of souls that just got yeeted across time and space at her. Great. Um, knowing that I leave. <laughs> Billiam and you. Howdy 5,000. I'm doing right. the same. Um, yeah, I'm going south. And, uh... Yeah, running. <sighs> All right. This is. I don't want to throw up in here. I can't. Yeah, right. I don't <laughs> even want to know how Trevor's going to try to make that make sense. Ah, <sighs> wonderful. You vomit bones. You vomit bones. It just sounds like a xylophone whenever I throw up. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the breach is open. As you go towards the opening, you see these wisps of energy similar to the souls that were sucked away are still kind of meandering and kind of bouncing around. It's almost like they were latecomers, like they didn't get there in time or maybe were delayed in some way. Maybe they're whole souls, maybe they're fragments of souls, but they're still lingering on at the edges of where this barrier once was. You can keep that for what you will in the future. It may be worth something eventually. It may not. Do with that what you will. But 
the barrier is clear, and you may proceed lower into the gauntlet at your leisure. Also knowing that it's possible that things make their way up as well. Jesus Christ, how horrifying. I mean, is it really going to be worse than that grave knife that was wandering around? So, where is that guy anyways? I feel uh, like we've been everywhere. I don't know. He uh, might be down there. <laughs> I thought yeah, nothing could cross the barrier. But now, we don't know you. that. We don't, we don't know if you could have just walked through or not. It might have been like a doorman, you're cool kind of thing, you know? Yeah, right. You you can pass. He's on the list. Right, he's on the list. He's a bro. He's a bro. He's cool. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. It's a great movie. So you have a 10 foot, no, 20 foot wide corridor with stairs going down to the bottom um, of the sea. And you hear kind of in the emptiness, like like I said, like a, a, it was almost like a an airlock was opened and the pressure equalized. I mean, you never noticed it before, probably because of the sound of the thrumming that this thing gave off. But you can hear distant wails, clashes, moans in the distance. If you look down, you know, 20, 30 feet in front of you, you can see in the collected dust piles on the ground where it has been cleaned, strange tracks have been made in it on the stairs. Things have been trying to look through the barrier for quite some time. And they're just waiting for you to come down and, and Don't play. make me tap the glass. And you know what? They're ready for you to come whenever you want. Oh, baby. Whenever you want. I'm gonna come. Do not come. <laughs> Do not come. I'm coming. Do not come. You gonna go down? I think so. Hell yeah. We're going way down. As Mordred pulls out his gun. Let's do this. Oh, fuck. He's got a gun. The first time you've gone into a new map in a hot minute, y'all. Yeah. We were at a new map like a a few sessions ago. We were out in the woods. We were at the Dancing Triad. I guess that's true. Shut up. I'm just saying shit that's not true. It's it's dark in here. We're all black and white. Yes. Darkness is actually set up properly down here because this level... And all the levels, uh, unless I tell you otherwise, are pitch black. Spooky. There is no light to think of. or There's no light to speak of, (laughs) to think of. Fucking shut up, Trevor. You're stupid. All right. uh, Who can actually see right now? Because I see everything in black and white. Same. Right. Everybody sees in black and white. Uh, Yeah, I think we all have dark vision. Okay. Okay. You hear... The sounds of moaning and scraping off in the distance. You're on a crumbling staircase leading to a cracked and badly stained mosaic tile floor. To your south, there's a walkway encircling a round, gaping pit. It leads to a spiral stairway that clings to the edge of the pit. Um... The pit, the the staircase goes down. There's nothing impeding your movement down the pit. A twisted iron banister follows the edge of the walkway and stairs. And you have the uh, acrid smell of chemicals and rot. And a light tinge of sulfur waft up from the darkness in the pit 
and a loud, piteous moan echoes up the shaft. Phrasing. Well, that doesn't sound good, guys. I was going to say, this place sounds way more fun than when we were at. There's all kinds of moaning. Let's go. Oh. Oh, God. Can I get a Hoya? Hey, everybody mm-hmm. in the gaunt line. We're looking for your best fucking Hoya. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, what do you do? You're on this stairway looking down into a pit. You hear moaning coming from somewhere. How far away does it sound? Or is it hard to tell because it's very cavernous? Yeah, It's cavernous. Okay. uh, uh, It sounds like it's echoing all about you, honestly. We ought to keep tight formation when we are down here. Uh, I suggest we maintain our previous marching order. Who has a higher AC right now? Is it me or Billion? I think it might be me. I have 23 when I'm not raging. I have 25. Full plate, baby. Then, yeah. I am going to walk forward. All right, do it. I'm going to take the vanguard. Boink. I'm going to maintain close behind him. As you step off of the stairs, are you going to place yourself somewhere else if you'd like to? Um, Billiam, I'll allow you to do it. This is how he's ever doing. Close it. behind him. Yeah, I was gonna say I'll go here. I'm. I'm okay. Cool. Diamond formation. And As you take going. that first step off the stairs, Malleus, you see out of the corner of both eyes where the moaning's coming from. Is it hot? As you see a pair of these lovely creatures. Of what? These. Oh God! Oh, oh, what the fuck? Is that a beast oh, of nerd? It is hot. <laughs> of course, as Morgan would think. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So, so for the listeners at home, if you if you've ever seen a beast of Nurgle from Dark Tide, it looks a lot like that. Like yeah, except a lot. this has fewer legs. Beast of Nurgle it, don't it have looks, legs. Oh, they it, don't. It reminds me like kind of like Craig from uh, uh, Metroid Prime, but like lumpy. This is a a a, a slug like creature, but its upper half instead of having a, a, a you know stalks and eyes is a humanoid with clawed uh, lumpy uh, pustuous hands and um, every single one of those phallic like things on its head is dripping a white substance I cannot ignore that I'm sorry <laughs> and you know what you see something else that you're all going to find really familiar and it's probably going to give you lots of fond memories you see love one it. of these oh, also oh, no. Bill, Bill oh. immediately gets PTSD we love it <laughs> what is we it that you this. see that gives you PTSD Bill it's the gibbering mouther it's mouther. a gibbering mouther <laughs> that's uh, off in the distance so to the so southeast mouther. but on either side of you uh flanking the entrance as a pair of these creatures that are giving their best moan and I need everybody to roll for initiative if these things try oh, to shamble God, forward. this is going to go so fucking terribly. Ooh, not bad. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. We will see. Alright, so let's start with you uh, Billiam, since you seemed so happy about that roll. Yeah, I got an 18 for a 28. Of course you did, piece of shit. Malleus. Uh, that is a 
natural four for a 12. Or sorry, not a 12. A uh, No, yeah, 12. I can count. I promise. All that anticipation for that. Tacitus, what you got? Uh, pretty good. 16 for a 27. Nice. And finally, Asmordran. Six on the die for a 14. Ooh, gross. Y'all are kind of sluggish, you and Malleus. All right. Well, no, sometimes. Asmordran is extremely aroused, so that's probably why. <laughs> oh, my God. I believe it. He's focused Fuck. on other things. Chris. All right. So, first round, the gibbering mouther gets to start. So let's see. What is this fun little fun little friend gonna do? Uh, These things don't move very quickly, let me tell you. Um uh, oh, 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 can't do that. I gotta deselect all y'all. So this thing begins to move up the shaft. <laughs> 10, 15, well, that's 20. Mm. It's going to move 10 feet first for its first action. And for its second action, it's going to attempt to rush forward and engulf Malleus at the front of the column. I wish you didn't. Moving double Not its again. speed and attempting to glorp, glorp, glorp right up Inya. So what I need you right. to do is to do, 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 do. I gotta get you to give me a save there, buddy. Give me a reflex. Oh fuck! I love those. It's my favorite save. Ah, uh, I rolled a fucking five for a fifteen. Well, at least it's not a crit fail, but it is a fail. You are Yay. grabbed. Uh, slowed one. Uh, you are off guard. I am off guard. Uh, and you are inside of me. And uh, let's see how much damage you're going to take. That's right where I want to be. Uh, someone capture that audio, please. You are inside <laughs> of me. <laughs> you're going to take 14 points of a piercing damage. And you are now a grabed. So I'm grabbed and not engulfed? You are engulfed, but engulfed is not a condition. You're just grabbed and slowed one. Chris. Uh, and you have to begin holding your breath, but I don't think that's actually a concern for you. That's actually one of the few things that there seems to be an actual undead immunity for, is breathing. So at least you don't have to worry about that. Get fucked. Aren't you lucky? That's the end of its first turn. Raymond, what does William do? Yes. Well, as soon as we started initiative, Bill was able to pull out Halandra. Billiam, I need to give you I need you to give me a will safe. Okay. Just William. As as you hear this will I got Thirteen for a twenty-three. You're fine. Yay. Bill's also dumb and forgot that he leveled up and could have used attack of opportunity. Gotta oh well. That. Next yeah, time. It happens. Yeah, exactly. Um but... I don't think you could have though, because it did not move. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think anything it did provoked, actually. Nope, nothing it did provoked yet. Um, All right. I... If I hit this thing, it it doesn't hit Malleus, right? Because he's engulfed in it. Correct. Cool. Then Bill's going to swing away. Be like, this... Bill is is holding back tears because this is exactly how Solus dies. (laughs) 
And he doesn't want Horrible this to memory. happen again. Yes. And um, Bill is holding back tears and he's like, not again. Bill's dumb and thinks this is probably the same gibbering mother just reincarnated. Um, <laughs> even though we yeah. already killed it, Bill, Bill, Bill thinks for some reason. <laughs> my dog agrees. Uh, Bill thinks for some reason that this fucking driving mouth is the same. So he's going to run, fucking try to fuck it up. Uh, first, he's going to rage. It's the first thing he's going to do. Uh, 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 uh. Don't kill it oh, right away, Bill. Give it a little time. <laughs> it needs to do its thing. He's like, I need to do my thing. He's reaching into his smock. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm raging. Gross. <laughs> All right. And here we go. <laughs> okay. I got a 12 for a 27. That's a hit. Excellente. Okay. So I believe it's 2d10 plus a d6 plus six. Nine, eight, and one. Uh, nine, 18 plus six, 24 points of damage. Is that bludgeoning damage? Uh, whatever uh, my flail is. So, yeah, I would assume so. Yes. Yep. Looks like that did a little bit more to it. Ooh. That was a good one, let me tell you. That was your first action, or that was your that second That was my action, second, because right? I raged. Yeah, because yeah, you so raged. So, my final so action, last, I'm just going to do it again. Just going to fucking swing again. Uh, in Foundry, my multiple attack penalty says non, N-A-N. Not sure why. Not a number, weird. Oh, yeah. So it should be five. Right, but with all the pluses and stuff, I don't know what that would... Well, it would be what your normal one, what your normal bonus is. Minus, minus five. five. Okay, yeah. Then this is, okay, so then yep. this is at a plus ten. Well, ten for twenty. That's a miss. So oh. first one, get a good meaty hit and make a lovely uh, splash of lasagna all over the place. And uh, you say Asta lasagna, don't get any Anya. But the second one misses because it's laughing at your awful joke. Nobody says that. Shut up. <laughs> Phil said that exact sentence as he was swinging Alondra. Um, and that'll end my turn. Excellent. Very excellent. Tacitus. All right. Uh, for my first action, I'm going to Wait, draw my... First, I need you to give me a will save. Oh, yep. You got it. Actually, you need two will saves, funnily enough. Why so funny? Because you actually, it's three. Oh my god! Everybody should have done three. I should have had a billion D three. So should this is first. The back? first one, I know. Hand off the chest piece. But going forward, the first one is against the gibbering mouther. So give me that first yeah. will save. Okay. Uh, first one is an eighteen for a twenty-nine. You're fine. Give me another one. This is against Why? the thing on the right because there's okay. more will saves. Because fuck you. Uh, uh, seven for an eighteen. You're fine. Give me one more. Oh, cool. Are you going to ask why this time? 14 for a 25. Because there's another You're one. Fine. You're fine. Yeah, because you, you got two of these things moaning over there. <laughs> okay. I, you uh, got okay, this I other that. gibbering mouther right. moaning. Yeah. Just want to keep you honest. Yep. The gibbering mouther, I did roll the will saves against the other moaning things. Um, and it succeeded for now. Everything that succeeds is temporarily immune for a minute. So. I just love the idea of them like across the corridor, across the room, just faintly like... Yeah. Uh. All right. Tastus, what you doing, bud? Okay. Uh, so action number one, drawing my long sword. Action number two, I'm going to draw my tome. And action number three, I'm going to try to attack this thing. Uh, the gibbering mouther that is currently engulfing Malleus. Cool. Thanks, baby. Rolling to hit. Rolling in foundry. Uh, five for 19. That's a miss. 
Okay. Yeah. Damn it. God damn it. God damn it, Bobby. Yeah, that's it for my turn. All right. This moaning motherfucker in the bottom right hand corner uh, kind of lumbers its way out. First action, it's going to step into range of old Billiam. Second action, it's going to attempt to give it a little claw strike. It's going to reach out with one of these nasty claws. First attack. Let's see. That is a 17 for 28 to hit. That is a hit. All right. Here. If something attacks me, that can't do an opportunity attack, can I? Okay. It's only something in. Correct. Cool. 11 points of uh, slashing damage. And uh, it's going to do it again. Mm. With another claw, this is not going to hit for 14. Nope. So that's the end of its turn. Asmordrin, let's give me a trio of will saves. The first one is against the gibbering of the mouther. Not my best save. All right. Oh, that's not too horrible. 14 on the die for a 22. You're good. All right. I'm temporarily immune. Give me one more. Ooh, 19 on the die for 27. You're fine. One more. Last one. Ooh, 17. God damn it. I'm using all my good rolls. My attack's going to be shit. 17 on the die for a, was that, plus a 25. fine, and you are immune to all these moaning auras. Nice. I am, ooh, I'm trying to remember these guys. I don't think they're resistant. Um, I'm going to go ahead and huck a junk bomb at these guys. And one of my new abilities that I picked up, actually, was directional splash so that I can, instead of doing a burst around, I can do a cone. So I'm going to be doing a cone so that it hits the guy next to him. So I'm throwing 10 feet away at the gibbering mouther to myself. And that is, uh, yep, nine on the die for a 22. That's a hit. Really? Yep, it's it is off guard because it is engulfing. Notice how I'm using the new ORC term, off guard. <laughs> All right, that is an eleven on the die for a total of fifteen damage to it and the gibbering mouther, and four damage to the slug critter. Nice. Which one? The one adjacent, I'm guessing, right? Yes, the one adjacent. Cool. And that is going to be two persistent. Uh, lead damage to both of them. I'm sorry, not both of them. uh, Just the Mather. Excellent. Well, hell, since that hit, I'm going to go for a second attack. That minus five, I don't think it's going to be a big deal. Ooh, 15 on the die. So what's that? 13 minus five. That's going to be 18. So that is going to be 23 again. That's a hit. That's a hit. This time we have 13 fire damage or 13 on the die plus another four. So that's going to be... uh, 17 fire damage to the gibbering mouther and another four fire damage to the slug critter. All right. So that and was again, uh, what the, kind of bomb? Was that an alchemist fire? That was an alchemist fire. First okay. one was a junk bomb. Second one was an alchemist fire. All righty. That all three for you? Uh, that is only two. That's only two. Yeah. And oof, I am going to go ahead and just back uh, a little over here. I'm going to take a step to the side 
to be more behind Billiam and put a little more space between me and these guys. So I am now 10 feet away from the nearest enemy, or 15 feet away. Nice. All right, up next is this other gooey slug boy. He's going to make a five-foot slither up to be right next to Tastus, and he's going to try to reach out and hug someone. He's going to try to grab you. So against your fort DC, oh, that fuck you. is a 30 against your fort DC. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, you get me, but that's not a crit. All right. Well, you're at least grabbed. That makes me happy. And uh, second action, it's going to try to. Oh, uh, this is going to be gross. So I want to do it as it hugs you in its arms and you're like right up on it. It retches and tries to vomit into your face. These digestive juices right into your face. And it just gets them all over the place. It's so excited for six. Yeah, I rolled a, I got a six total. That was bad. All right. That and, shit. Uh, that's it. That's the end of its turn. So you are grabbed and it tried to York on you. Malleus. You are in the womb of the Gibbering Mouther. Yay. I need you to start um, with giving me a will save for the Gibbering Mouther. Uh, okay. I don't want to, but I'll do it. Yep. Uh, 17 for a 28. You're fine. Give me a will save for the first sluggy boy. Natural one. Oh, no. Okay. So you are sickened too. Great. That makes sense. Jesus, that's rough. Uh, and, uh, well, you're going to roll another will save. It yeah, can't yeah. get any worse, but it you may become immune a to the other one. Oh, no. Okay. So you're not immune to that one. Uh, you are not crit failed on that one. Um, Do but you are failed extra you're second? second too. Yeah. Double, double super secret probation second. When I don't have any organs, makes sense. So you begin your turn sickened two and slowed one. Great. It's fun. What do you do? Uh, kill myself, I guess. <laughs> you can you can try to escape unarmed. It's actually not too hard to escape this thing. Um, even with your your negative conditions, uh, you could have a worse time than you. Well, what do I have to roll? Yeah, with as beefy as you are. You could do an unarmed attack. Or you could do a athletics to try to escape. Or and how bad but are or my acrobatics. Yeah. I doubt that's how very high for Malleus. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, they're both literally the same bonus, so. It doesn't matter then. Cool. Uh, that is a 14 for a 28. You escape. I'm able to claw. I'll, I'll, I, your way. The, whatever the minus. Do, do I have any minuses from slowed or second to those? Well, I mean, slowed happens at the beginning, so you only have two actions total. Um, Even with the minuses, you'd get out. You're fine. The second is a minus two, but that still beats the uh, escape DC. So you're out. You have one more action. You're no longer grabbed. um, And your slow Uh, will go away at the beginning of your next turn. uh, Okay. Did that take up some of my multiple attack penalty? It did. It took the first. It took one. Okay. All right. Um, I should cast something, but I don't have an action, or I don't have the action that's necessary to do any of that. Yeah, anyway. You only have one action. Fuck it, I'll just hit it. 
You're just going to punch it because you don't have a weapon out, do you? Why wouldn't I? Okay, so you would have to have a free hand to escape, so you would have had to take your hand off the weapon to do the athletics to escape. So you'd have to take an action to put your hand back on the weapon. So then I do nothing. Well, you mean you could try to punch it. I just think that rule is fucking stupid. I don't think it should be enforced. It's dumb and hamstring. Like, why? If an action includes jumping, right? Attacking any of those other things, I do not think in any way, shape, or form that that equals watch me doing this. That's I don't why. understand your argument at all. I, I don't think it should be an action to put another hand on my hammer. I think that's stupid. It's for balance. Sure. I mean, that's, that's honestly what it is, because otherwise you can have a two-handed weapon wielder just do athletics maneuvers willy-nilly with no penalty to using a two-hand weapon. I'm just saying, like, in this case, I do nothing because I can't. Like, I, I don't know what else you okay. want me to do. Like, well, it also gets into the realm of because there are feats that allow you to do that. They're ranger and rogue feats, but uh, there are feats that exist that you you basically, as part of attacking, you use whatever actions you need to draw the weapon or what have you. So that kind of covers it as well. Yeah. Sure. I'm not um, saying it doesn't make your argument, sense. Though. I just think it's fucking stupid. Like, you're not going to convince me otherwise. Like, sure, balance. I don't care. That's stupid. Um, I'm never going to be convinced otherwise. You could do like a knowledge check or anything on anything too. So, I mean, there I are already have a guy for that. that you can do. Oh, okay, all right. So, that's the end of the first. You, you could cast shield. So, if you wanted, you could get into your. Uh, oh oh yeah, cascade at the beginning of your next yeah. turn. So that's a good use. I don't have a shield as a spell. Oh, you don't? No, never I've never mind. had shield as a spell. Oh no. Okay. I thought you did. Nope. Right. And since it's going to take up some of my action economy next turn, because it does for some reason, I am, like I said, just going to put my hand back on my hammer, because that is all of my action economy. So that's my turn. All right. And when you get out, I'm going to push you up to your other buddies, because you can't occupy the same square normally. Okay. We're back up to the Mouther. And it's here. It's gibbering away. All these mouths just clamping, open, shut, open, shut. And it's it's snapping and clipping and and, then clicking. And and you see the eyes around it darting around and the tendrils snapping at the air. And you all see it rear back and shoot forward towards our best buddy billiam and we'll find out where that gets us when we come back next week i don't feel good about this I, i'm good don't worry about it i can get out of it i can do shit i got lots of stuff to get away from things uh, <laughs> like you just got actually another ptsd yeah I, I do i really do yeah Role for Intent uses trademarks and our copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Role for Intent is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com.
Original characters and storylines are the property of Roman Neville Productions. Music for this podcast was provided by Michael Gilfie, Flip Melvin, and Tabletop Audio. Visit our website at rollforintent.com. Any questions or suggestions, email us at mailroom at rollforintent.com. Thank you for listening.